Hello, hello. Welcome back, everybody, to yet another episode of Astrology Did Not Change My Life. I am still that bitch, hosted by your girl, Plutonian Aquarius. Back for episode number two of 2023. Or, honestly, just season two. Episode two of season two. But before I even get started, I just wanted to talk about how excited... I am to launch the official website for not only just the podcast, but also the services that I will probably be offering. I It didn't feel right to simply just talk about the services that I was just going to be offering and what would be available for, again, my loyal audience until... I actually started making the website. Now it just feels more real, really. And as I'm trying to figure out the logistics of not only just the website and what services that I want to offer, it honestly, as I'm putting together the website, all I can say is that it just feels right. I was even just a little bit like wary and hesitant. I'm like, oh my God, who do I think I am? I'm a f- I am launching an official website for me? Like, who even cares about me? And it's true, like, who does? Like, it's nice that people listen to my podcast, the free podcast episodes that I have available. But will people be paying for my services? I don't know. But, again, because I don't necessarily always have the time to be able to answer everybody's questions... Unfortunately, just to respect my time and to be able to give and be able to allocate an appropriate amount of time for all of the questions that everybody has and to be able to actually provide an appropriate and in-depth analysis and answers for the questions that you guys are seeking, right? It makes sense, unfortunately, for me to actually charge. And so... Again, I'm very excited because as I'm playing around with the colors and the layout, which is going back to like when I did a little bit of grade nine computer science, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's given me some flashback memories. And also from uh, my Tumblr era phase where I got to play around with a lot of the blogs and the blog settings and I got to customize. So long story short, I am having a lot of fun is customizing choosing the different fonts the different color schemes wow it's, it's really because i don't actually have a life outside of work or this so this is what gets me really really excited well i hope you guys will appreciate the website and you'll actually find it fun to look at like you don't even have to you don't even have to like buy a service or anything no just look at it and if you guys look at it i'll be happy yeah. But again, I said that it's scheduled to be launched by the end of this month, but it may be a little bit earlier. But as I am going through all the potential services that I may be able to provide, I realize that a lot of the people that do reach out to me, whether it's like friends or like friends of friends, I realize that people just have very specific questions about some of their like specific aspects or placements in their chart. 
and that sometimes is overwhelming to actually just go through a full birth chart reading. And I know there's some people that would want a full reading. So I'm creating these options again so that if there is like something very specific that you want to ask, whether it's a placement, and I find that most people are always interested about like compatibility or what will an ideal relationship look like for me? Those kind of things are like, like what would be an ideal career for me? Or how do I succeed in the professional life using just my birth chart and what's given in my birth chart? And so I want to be able to like just provide a spectrum of those services. So again, it's also geared towards like affordability and what people can well what people can actually pay in that given moment because again my birth chart reading the official not official like the full in-depth analysis that will be it will be on the higher end of the spectrum so if you can't of course if somebody can't pay for it I'm not gonna not be able to offer them like something else that'll just help them for the time being like maybe they don't need the full birth chart reading in this given moment I'll be okay with just knowing about one thing so I want to say, and I hope that this ends up being the case, that there will be something for everybody, regardless of what you can pay me in that given moment. So that is the goal for this website. And I just wanted to say that I'm very excited again to launch it. And I hope you guys like it. Thank you. So now moving on to today's content. So we have been just talking about the sister signs. So now for today, we're going to be talking about the next pairing, and that is Taurus and Scorpio. Two fixed signs. Taurus is a fixed earth sign, so a feminine sign, and Scorpio is a fixed water sign, which is and Scorpio is also a feminine sign. And so if you did listen to last week's episode, you'll know that when I talk about feminine and masculine signs, I'm not talking about any traditional gender stereotypes that society has pushed upon us. No, none of that. I talk about from energetic principles or energetic ideas because I don't actually know if it's a principle. And I don't want to make a fool of myself. Mm-hmm. So we're going to play it safe. But essentially, feminine means we're taking the energy that we have and we're pulling it inwards for us. And we're becoming receptive to that energy. Versus masculine is where we, t- whatever energy that we have, we pull it outwards. Out into the world around us. So it's just a matter of how we direct the energy. And not, like there is no good or bad way to direct energy. We need to actually do both. We need to have this form of dichotomy in order to be balanced. And you'll realize that in a lot of the times when I talk about a lot of astrology concepts, I always talk about balance. So there is good and bad within all, within every sign, within every placement, within, within every aspect. You have to take into consideration both those as, both those sides in order to actually in a way, master that placement, especially difficult placements. And so I always like to say that I don't subscribe to, well, one sign is better than another. Or the reason they acted out like that is because, you know, 
I don't, and we don't get along with Leos, and Leos don't click with, like, Aquarians. Like, I don't subscribe to any of that. I don't think that's fair. And it also takes away from the nuances that make you up as a person. And I, honestly, it just creates a lot more isolation, and we don't need any more of that in this day and age. So Taurus and Scorpio are both feminine signs. And so they take their energies, that fixed energy that they have, and they pull it inwards. So we'll begin with Taurus. So Taurus is an earth sign. And so with earth in general is about, again, being present in the moment in terms of like the physical, I don't want to say in the moment, that's not the right choice of words, being present in the physical realm. They're very focused on, again, what it is that we can see, hear, feel, see, whatever is present within our five senses. And a lot of us can actually struggle to do that. I know that I do, right? Like learning to reconnect with our bodies and listening to what our body needs. For example, with intuitive eating or finding movement that works for our body and knowing when to take rest and knowing how far we can push our bodies, what the limits are for our bodies. That's a very earth quality. And I know that it's not, it's it, like traditional descriptions of just all the earth signs make them seem so simple. But yet, we all struggle with the simple things. So screw the traditional descriptions. And I'm, I'm bringing up simplicity. Because that's another huge stereotype that is always put on poor old, poor old Taurus. Um, I was almost going to say Scorpio. Taurus is the bull. Just grazing out in the fields, in the meadows. Just smelling the roses having the time of his life, just uh, taking it one day at a time. So Taurus comes after the sign of Aries. And if you guys remember what I talked about with about Aries last week, Aries is the first sign of the zodiac. And Aries season is during springtime in the northern hemisphere, or North America. And so this is a time of creation, a time of new life. And now Aries is very impulsive and inhibited energy because, well, there are so many opportunities present. You can do just about anything because you have all of this energy of new life. So when Taurus season, we're moving away from that spark that we felt from Aries, from that initial, like that initial inspiration from the fire of Aries. Because that's what fire is, inspiration. And we're taking those, that, like that energy, that unbridled energy of Aries, and we're coming back down to earth, essentially. And whatever that creative inspiration we have, we manifest it out into the physical realm. Rather than just like marching forward and blazing it out, we take all of that creativity and we bring it down into a way that we can see, hear, feel, taste, 
and simply just experience. And the way that I always like to think of it is that now that we know that our world is our oyster from Aries, the lesson that Taurus teaches us is that there is so much that we have yet to explore. So why don't we just take our time? Take it one day at a time. We have all the time in the world. And I mean, that's up for discussion. Do we really have all the time in the world? But I think we always forget to do that. And Taurus always reminds us that there is no moment like the present. What is the point about the future? And all of these plans that we have and all of these ideas that we have, all of these strokes of inspiration or genius or whatever you want to call it, if we can't even be present and happy in the moment, right? What is the point of it? And that's what the bull reminds us. And so that's where a lot of like Taurus's idea of simplicity comes in. And it's hilarious because we're like, oh yeah, you're so simple. Blah. All the time. Poor Taurus. <laughs> like They can't move past that stereotype half the time. But yet, again, we struggle to do the most simplest things, like being present in the moment and stopping and smelling damn roses. And so, Taurus, especially the bull, if you just let it be, the bull will leave you the crap alone. And will just be off minding its own business. And one of the hugest stereotypes for Taurus is that Taurus likes to take it at their own pace for a very good reason. You try and you try and push the bull and it will not budge. And that's true. Taurus is unfortunately known to be stubborn. And that's because they have a plan in their own head and they're going to go at their own pace. And unfortunately, again, they get labeled as being lazy, but again, they know what they're doing and they're going at their own pace. And because at the end of the day, Taurus is a fixed sign, they have the tenacity and the ability to persevere. And they just have true grit to follow through with whatever it is that they decide to do. They will not budge. And so Taurus reminds us again, that yes, we should take it one step at a time and that we should only choose what it is that we truly value and follow through with that plan rather than kind of just like flitting around and trying everything. And while that is cool to be able to be adaptable, Taurus is really good at sitting down and just figuring out what it is that is near and dear to them and just sticking with it. And so Taurus is ruled by Venus. And the way that I'm bringing up like the ideas of values and what it is that matters to you, that's a very liberal concept. And that was what I talked about last week as well. And so it would make sense that that same energy would pop up in the sign of Taurus as well. Because Taurus is also ruled by Venus, just like Libra. But what's really interesting is that when you have two signs that are ruled by the same ruler, they still just express the energy of their ruler in different ways. Libra does it, again, because Libra is a masculine sign, in a very outward energy. So the energy of Venus is expressed outwards in the sense that 
that balance and harmony that Libra is so desperately searching for, they try and bring out into the outer world. And they make sure that their surroundings have balance and harmony. Versus Taurus takes that energy and brings it inward and tries to create balance and harmony within within their own lives. Because the whole idea of Taurus is that if I'm not happy, then what's the point of all of this hard work, right? And again, it's a very simple way of thinking and it's sometimes the hardest thing for us to really do. And what's also very interesting is that Taurus is represented by the bull. And Taurus is represented also by an animal, just like Aries was. And so what have I what I've always found is that if you if your zodiac sign is symbolized by an animal, then oftentimes one of the more lessons that you have to learn in life is to be able to master your primal or animalistic desires that we all have within us. And Aries was all about channeling that intense fiery passion that they have for the world and making sure that it's used for the highest good. And with Taurus, Taurus understands that there is so much abundance out there in the world, so much to experience, that sometimes that they, they can actually go overboard. They can just have all the food in the world and just constantly eating. They're experiencing all of the sensual pleasures of the world, whether it be food or sex or just, or just experiencing just very like, like luxurious items or just materialistic desires, really. And so Taurus can sometimes actually go overboard with those things. And that's one of the more negative aspects of Taurus. Being an earth sign, the emphasis can be on the materialistic world because they're so focused on what it is that they can see, hear, or feel, their five senses, that sometimes they forget to actually think about what it is that they truly value. That pursuit to just experience the world to the fullest and again, in excess, can kind of lead them to hoarding and again, going overboard. And so now we have a problem. Now, because you're going overboard, you don't actually have balance anymore. And Taurus being ruled by Venus requires, to ha- requires that balance in their life. And so that actually happens when they're actually not listening to not only their primal self, but actually ignoring it. And when you ignore your primal, like animalistic desires, really, you kind of end up run, running the risk of being ruled by it. And so because you're not listening to what it is that you truly value from within, now you're kind of going to go overboard out into the physical realm. And so Taurus has to go through their own journey of finding balance. And balance means 
respecting the natural order of things. And that is simply just take what you need, experience what you need, no more, no less. And that everything must come to an end as well. And that unfortunately, you're not going to be living forever. So sometimes you actually have to buckle down and find and well find what it is that you need to do, make a plan and follow through with it. You can't always just be grazing out in the fields forever. And that's actually a very good segue into Scorpio. Because Scorpio also has that same journey of overcoming their primal side, that animalistic side that they have within. The matter, the manner in which they go about doing it is just a little bit different than Taurus. Because Scorpio, at the end of the day, is a water sign. And so their energies are very different from their sister sign, Taurus. Scorpio is also a fixed sign, like I mentioned, and is a water sign. And so water is a realm of emotions. And so Scorpio is a very emotional sign. They are motivated by their emotions. And they're motivated by seeking emotional truth and being able to get deeper into their emotions. And so when we have a fixed sign, a fixed water sign, Scorpio represents deeper waters. The water that's very still on the surface, but if you were to actually plunge in there, you would just fall deep, deep into the void. Because think about, think about the ocean and how much of it is unexplored. That it still terrifies me to no end. But also because I'm not very good at swimming. Oh God, it's terrifying to even think about. But there's so many creatures out there in the deeper parts of the ocean. And those deeper parts don't even get sunlight. And so we do have a little bit of evidence of what creatures go, I mean, grow inside of those deeper waters. But it's not like we have actual good, good enough insight because it's just harder to get into those deeper, darker layers of the ocean. And so that's what Scorpio actually represents, being a fixed water sign. Scorpio likes plunging deep within, deep into that darker side of, again, the darker parts of the ocean that don't get sunlight. They venture off into parts that everybody else is afraid of and terrified to even think exists. Kind of like that tip of the iceberg metaphor as well. There is so much more below, like below the surface of the tip of the iceberg that we never talk about. But oftentimes that is a large part of our personalities. That's like early Freud in theory that we've now integrated into modern psychology as well. And so Scorpio is also represented by the scorpion. And it also has an animal symbol, just like Taurus does. And so again, like I mentioned before, I find that if you have an animal symbolizing your zodiac sign, the one of your purposes in life is to master 
those animalistic desires. And sometimes they're actually called the lower unsavory desires that are part of the human experience. And oftentimes those are actually the negative parts of us that we usually just ignore, the darker parts, the unconscious side. And oftentimes our darker side is usually unconscious. And again, just within our subconscious realm. And we always say it, the unconscious subconscious because it's the part of us that we just don't want to acknowledge exists, especially because it's a it's about a lot of the unsavory parts of our personality. And usually it's the parts that we experiencing it's the parts that experience negative emotion like anger, obsession, sometimes lust. Right? Like we've grown up in a, a lot of us have grown up in several different societies that look at sex as something that's a taboo. You're kind of a monster or a pervert if you have any form of sexual desire and you're a woman, right? Like things like that. And when we ignore that part of ourselves, when we believe that we have no ability to experience the darker, the darker side of human nature, it ends up actually festering around in our subconscious because we're trying to repress it and it ends up coming back as something way, way more dangerous. And so, Scorpio is all about going into those deeper waters and integrating that dark side within. But what's really interesting about how Scorpio actually ends up becoming, again, a slave to their desires, the same way the Taurus does. And that usually happens because when they go deep into the darker parts of themselves, into those deep waters, if you don't have awareness that you have this darker side within, you can actually just become the dark. You become that obsessive, controlling monster, really that goes around just hurting people without realizing what you're doing. Or maybe you are. And that's even more insidious. So Taurus can actually become a slave to their their impulses and their desires, but in a physical sense. And Scorpio does it in a very energetic sense. Through those negative emotions that a lot of us like to believe we don't have. And so when Scorpio ventures off into those deeper waters, the idea is that you want to bring that negative side that you have within that subconscious and bring it out into the light. When you bring it, bring it out into the light, that's when you have the awareness to, to be able to heal. That's why whenever we say like, it's good that you have awareness so that when you're doing when you're actively engaging and say self-destructive behaviors, that's a perfect example, or negative behaviors, you can actually take a step back and stop yourself because you can see yourself doing it because you have the awareness. And that's Scorpio's journey. To be able to integrate their dark side with, into their own personality and just accepting that part of human nature is to have good and bad within 
And the choice is yours which side you want to delve into. And that same idea can be used for all of the zodiac signs that I talk about. Or, or not even that, just every astrological placement that you have within a chart. There's both a good and a bad manifestation. The choice is yours which one you want to follow into. And so Scorpio, again, by integrating both the good and bad into their personality, they're following through with the natural order that exists within nature. And that is that you have the dichotomy of having both the light and the dark, right? Like the sun has to, it has to actually set before it can rise again. And so when Taurus ignores that there is a side of them that maybe doesn't like to budge, which is a negative side, or is a side that likes to indulge too much into the things that they really like, all of that sensual experience that they really enjoy, and they're really good at experiencing, unlike maybe like the rest of the signs. <laughs> <laughs> I just threw shade at every other sign. They run the risk of, again, being a slave to their desires. They have to do what Scorpio does and have that self-awareness. And so that's how the sister signs can look to each other to find that balance within. And Scorpio also has to realize that they can't always be living in the dark forever. And that they have to bring this darkness that they have, that they've experienced, and bring it out into the light to create this balance and harmony and to be able to live in the present moment. And so the best way to really describe that in terms of like, again, ideas and examples that you can really relate to into your present, into like your everyday life, not just your present life, is think about how when we have and this can apply to anybody because it, there is not a single person in this world that hasn't gone through any form of trauma or just any really negative experience that actually has affected them so much that now they have a very different perception of the world. And it could be something as simple as like, okay, well, I'm, not, I'm never going to touch a hot stove again because I learned I burnt my hand when I did that. And so... Whenever we have these past experiences that have hurt us, while we can be wary, it can also prevent us from living. Say you had a really bad and scary experience with drowning when you first started learning how to swim, that it just debilitates you from swimming later on, even though swimming is like an important life skill to have because you never know where you could end up. That past experience will stop you from living in your present day moment. Your, pre your past ends up defining your present. Which is very different from what Taurus will sometimes do. Taurus wants, to, wants you to live in the moment. And not be defined by anything else around you. And just be here, present in the moment. And so, Scorpio is reminded to do that. To not let these past experiences, the past hurt that they've experienced. And all this negativity that they've experienced define them. And to become so overcome with it that they can't see beyond it. 
And so now I'm going to get actually a little bit deeper into the story of Scorpio and why, unfortunately, I don't think a lot of modern day interpretations of Scorpio do it justice either. And just label Scorpio as just a dark, vindictive sign without actually going into the origin story of Scorpio and what it means to be a Scorpio. The same way that we like to just label Taurus as somebody simple and boring and lazy without actually getting into the lessons that the energetic principles of each sign and what the energetic lessons Taurus can provide us and Scorpio can provide us. So while Scorpio is represented by the scorpion, also again an animal symbol, there are actually three levels of Scorpio that I feel like a lot of interpretations don't always talk about. Because again, nobody cares enough to actually look deeper. I'm sorry, but <laughs> that is a reality sometimes. Modern pop astrology has simplified it so much that astrology isn't done justice, really. So Scorpio is actually ruled by a scorpion, then the eagle, and then eventually they transform into the phoenix. That's their highest level, their most spiritual level. Scorpion represents, Scorpio, Scorpio's lowest self is represented by the scorpion. And that is just those lower animal primal impulses that we can sometimes become a slave to because they help us survive. Bullfighting is actually a perfect example to kind of describe the whole process of mastering those lower level impulses, those animalistic impulses that we all have within us that, again, we had before we evolved, I guess, into our higher, amazing human selves. Whatever. I, <laughs> it's still a part of us, and it has to be honored, is all I'm saying. But with bullfighting, the matadors would win those bullfights, not by facing the bulls head-on and crashing into them and fighting them like a beast. It came with actually becoming friends in a way <laughs> that's actually not a nice way to put it with bullfighting actually but kind of simply just taking a step back and being calm that's when the bull would calm down and actually stop and not run you over and that is actually probably the most elegant way to describe what it means to be able to, again, master that animal side that you have within. And if anything, bullfighting is actually just a physical manifestation of what it is that goes on within. And it's funny because they always say that the monsters out there in the world are actually a projection of our own, our own dark selves that we don't always like to address. And Scorpio's lower self, again, is represented by that deep sense of survival that, scorpion ha that a scorpion has, where they will hurt anybody in sight that tries to get near them, to the point that if a scorpion is cornered, a scorpion will literally poison itself. 
because they would rather die than be taken alive like that. Which I mean is admirable. Like I, I really appreciate that tenacity that scorpions have. And that's terrifying. And, he, and it's the best way to describe a Scorpio. Scorpio is tough as nails. They will never be taken down without a fight. Very similar to Taurus. And I'm just going to keep talking about how similar these two sister signs are. Even if they are opposite signs. I have so much fun with this. My favorite is when people are like, oh yeah, we're never going to get along because, you know, we're opposites. And I was like, oh honey boo-boo, you guys are more alike than you really think. You guys literally have the same motivations. Who are you fooling? Because it ain't me. Mm-mm-mm. And again, you can learn so much from your sister sign. Not only about yourself, but they have so much advice for you that you may not even realize. So that lower impulse that Scorpion has, that a Scorpion essentially has, it can, it can sometimes represent like, again, that anger, the obsession, the controlling possessiveness, the, like the manipulation, the lies. The darker self. Because we don't have that awareness and we're just so keen on, again, kill or be killed attitude that we just end up hurting everybody in sight. When in reality, why are we engaging in those behaviors? Because it's coming from a place of fear. And again, like I mentioned, because that need to survive is so great that we do whatever it takes. When in reality... If we sit down and realize that because we have the ability to survive anything, and then maybe we have wounds that are making us act out in these ways that are very hurtful for other people, can we actually build, start building that awareness? And that is when Scorpio actually transforms from the scorpion to the eagle, where now they're building that higher level awareness of how they have been reacting from things that occurred to them in the past. And so unfortunately, a lot of the time, Scorpio, the reason that Scorpios end up the way that they do in, the, in that negative manifestation that unfortunately people love to paint on poor old Scorpio is because they've experienced, unfortunately, a lot of them experience a lot more deeper wounds than the rest of us. And I'm not just saying that because I happen to be a Scorpio rising. But poor old Scorpio, because they've experienced so much, so much crap a lot of the times early on in life, that it's hard for them to exist beyond the dark. Because the dark is all that they've ever known. And so it becomes really easy to label them as a bad guy. They end up over-identifying as a bad guy. Because it's just easier to do that. And the ones that aren't doing that, they're simply just ignoring that there is a dark side within. And again, when we ignore that dark side within, it ends up, again, coming back as something even more sinister and insidious. But also, it ends up projecting out into the world as, say, a controlling partner. Abusive, abusive situations, whether it be with friends, with family... Because we're being asked, the universe is asking us to actually find our power. And part of our power comes from, again, making peace with the darker parts of ourselves. 
when we ignore that there is a darker side within us, which sometimes Taurus loves to do, we become a slave again to things that are beyond our control. When we become friends with this lower self of ours or the darker parts that are within us, that's when we start to become more empowered. And we actually become more of a whole, whole and integrated individual that can, again, basically survive anything. And that's where that sense of, well, confidence comes from with Taurus and with Scorpio. Knowing that if, even if something happens, we'll be fine. And fun fact... Word on the streets is that Taurus was actually, I mean, Buddha was actually a Taurus. And Buddha was all about, it's okay. We live and we let live. We can't always control our circumstances. But that's okay. We don't have to be able to control everything. And what's really funny is that Taurus and Scorpio are actually notorious <laughs> for wanting to control everything. And that's only because they're feeding into that darker self within. And I know there's a lot of Tauruses out there who, who, if they are listening, are like, well, I don't have a dark side inside of me. I don't have a dark bone at all. Like, oh, who do you think you are? And I, again, I got news for you. There is good, there is dark and light within all of us, including you, Taurus. And the whole idea to become in a way, a more chill-ass chill, chill ass individual means that we accept that there are parts within us that, again, are not so savory that we don't like to admit exist, but in a way, they help us. It gives, it gives you a lot of tenacity. It gives you a lot of diligence. It gives you a lot of grit. Oh my God, I went off on a tangent. I'm so sorry, guys. But the whole idea of like Scorpio then becoming the eagle is when they have that awareness that they have wounds that are affecting their present day moment. And that's when they start actually going into their spiritual journey. And the whole idea of Scorpio and their entire journey is that they have to go through all of this hurt early on in life, all of this darkness. And I don't even want to say that it's like that they experience a lot more. They're just so much more attuned to the darkness of the world because of that sensitivity that they're born with as a water sign. That whatever happens to them, it just ends up making more of a mark on them, more of an impression on them. And so that hurt that they experience has to be transmuted into healing that when somebody else is going through that same level of pain they're able to help that person go through it with grace that they so that they don't go down self-destructive pathways or pathways that could again hurt other people which are just as again destructive just in different ways scorpio is also ruled by mars that's the traditional ruler and also Pluto. And so if you listen to my Pluto episode, and even my Mars episode, you'll know that 
the whole idea of Pluto is about transmuting the dark, transforming those wounds that you have, which is what Pluto represents in your chart, and realizing that the wound, wounds that you have and all the crap, unfortunately, that you've experienced in a way can empower you because it's given you so much more insight to actually, again, to not only life and how to embark on it, but it also just the human experience. It's given you so much insight that maybe somebody else may not have. And that itself is a gift. And that's why Pluto also represents the dark, like the riches deep within the Earth's core. And again, like, you know, the saying, diamonds are made under pressure. And that there's a reason why these riches are stored deep within the Earth. When you go through that journey out into the underworld, you can actually embrace those gifts. And that only happens when Scorpio goes through their journey of healing that dark that they have within and the dark that they've experienced and bringing, out, bringing it out into the light. They have these gifts, but the choice is theirs if they want to take that dark energy and transform it, transmute it into never-ending light. And what's really interesting about Scorpio too is that Scorpio is also ruled by Mars the same way that Aries is. But because Aries is a masculine sign and Scorpio is a feminine sign, that Martian energy, that Mars intensity of that fiery passion, you know, that fire within that's associated with Mars, it's actually brought inwards. And so that's that power that I was talking about that comes from Scorpio. It's that inward, quiet, forceful energy that they have. It's that inner power that they have that they don't even need to, they don't need to even express it. They simply know that it exists within them and they bring it out when it's necessary. Scorpio traditionally actually was ruled like a lot of the traditional descriptions of Scorpio were actually associated with snakes and the serpent. And I actually would like to argue that like, I like the description of the snake better for Scorpio and a little bit more representative. But I would actually say that the phoenix is also a really great example because they're both really similar because they take that transformative energy that Scorpio has with Scorpio's journey because the snake has to shed its own skin before they can move on to their next stage. They always have to continuously shed their skin. And that's the same way with the phoenix. They have to, they literally have to burn up in flames. And with the Scorpio, that usually means that you have to face all of the parts that were just terrifying, were scary. All of those really scary emotions. All of that hard truth that maybe you aren't so perfect. And that's what Scorpio reminds Taurus to do. You have to be honest with yourself because only when you are honest with yourself can you find out what it is that you value and what it is that you must fight for so that you can have a plan that you can dedicate your life to. 
that you can use your tenacity for. So when Scorpio finally experiences everything to the fullest degree, do they burst out into flames? And then they rise up from the ashes. Ugh, it's glorious. And they just become a new being. So Scorpios go through constant transformation. They go through this natural cycle of not only nature, but of the human, the human world, which you could argue is also, again, part of nature. It's human to have these evolutions. And the whole idea is that the only constant in life is change. And that's something that I've, of course, struggled with. Because, like, who the hell like, likes change? I like, I like being comfortable. And, but often, and unfortunately, change is inevitable. And you can't run away from it. And that's the natural order that Taurus also has to respect. So they also have to realize that now is the time for them to move forward. They can't be in one spot forever. They can't be in their comfort zone forever, which is sometimes what Taurus likes doing. And that's what Scorpio teaches them to do. That sometimes they have to move outside of that comfort zone and reach that next stage and evolve and become a better version of themselves. Scorpio is constantly transforming, constantly evolving. That is their journey. And they go through it so often. And don't get me wrong, most Scorpios I know, including me, are really bad with, <laughs> with, transform, with transforming. Like, we love to fight it. We like to get into that scorpion mode and literally poison ourselves before we actually do something that would involve getting us out of our comfort zone. But we know that the more we try and fight it, the more we hurt ourselves. And that, unfortunately, change is inevitable. And it's actually really interesting that one of the, one of the Greek myths that is associated with Scorpio, other than Hades and Persephone with Pluto, is actually Hercules and the Hydra. So Hercules, Hercules is like this big, big, strong, big, strong guy. He's super, super strong. And so he's assigned to go off and kill the Hydra, who every time you kill the Hydra, another head appears. Actually, more heads appear. And Hercules being so strong, he just keeps chopping off the heads. But you can only do that for so long before you get exhausted. And lo and behold, he does get exhausted. And the only way he's actually able to defeat the Hydra is where he takes the head and actually brings that out into the light. And that the Hydra actually kind of just burns. And that's the whole idea that sometimes you just have to surrender. You have to surrender to the natural order of change. And that's something that both Scorpio and Taurus struggle with. And so... While Taurus likes to have this connection with the earth, they like to have this whole, let's just stop and smell the roses. They also have to be true and they have to actually understand the natural order of nature. The natural order of nature. And that sounded kind of weird to say. But that's what Scorpio is reminding Taurus as well. And that 
in order to become more powerful and empowered individuals, we have to be able to integrate the dark within us and we have to surrender to it. And we're not saying surrender that you actually let the darkness like sweep you up. We're saying that and the way that you actually can differentiate that and understand that or try and actually understand how to not get swept up in the dark is when you don't let the nihilism, the pessimism get to you when you experience the bad within. You have to understand that I've experienced this darkness within the world around me, that it's making me think this way. And that I have to simply exist that sometimes crap happens. And the choice is mine whether I want to let the darkness take me the same way I was hurt from it. Or do I move forward and learn from it? And become better. Not just for me, but for the people that may be experiencing the same things that I've experienced. And this is actually what I would say a lot as a child. <laughs> in a way to soothe myself because the people around me were never helpful because unfortunately being a Scorpio rising, I was one of those stereotypes that unfortunately experienced a lot of crap that maybe a lot of my other peers didn't, were luckily fortunate enough not to have experienced. A lot of people would always just tell me that everything happens for a reason and I hated those motherfuckers with a passion because that made it seem like, as a child, who again is innocent, was awful or evil in some way, and did something and deserved to have all of this crap happen to them. I deserved all of the crap that happened to me, all of the bad, bad things. Because innately, there wasn't something good inside of me. There was something bad. When in reality, we can't control what happens to us. Quite literally, shit happens. And it's up to you whether you want to be, again, a victim and let it control you for the rest of your life. Or do you want to learn from it? And simply just realize that, again, crap happens. And this is unfortunately a lesson for me. The choice is yours. And so that's how we kind of can navigate and understand how to not let the darkness sweep us up and to not over-identify with it, which is sometimes what Scorpios like to do. And so, in a way, the serpent that, or the snake that represents Scorpio is also about conquering, like, those, like, lower serpent desires that we have. The same way that we have to master that bull within in Taurus. Like, what's really interesting, too, is that the snake, in so many different, like, Western cultures, always just, like, views it as something really negative that has to be, like, destroyed. Because in a way, like, snakes can be, again, snaky, where they're insidious, they're cold-blooded, they're out to get you. That's a lower impulse of the, of the snake. But again, the higher impulses of the snake is that transformative spiritual energy that creative energy 
with every time a snake sheds its skin is now again it's a it's it's a way of regeneration which is a, which is apparently an, a very traditional description of creative energy and that's that creative energy associated with like mars that scorpio has and so it all boils down to mastering those lower level animal impulses and desires that we all have within us. And that the only way to really understand and become human and to understand our human existence is to integrate those sides within and to accept that they ex exist within us. And that the only way we can really honor our human existence is by accepting that we have both the good and the bad within all of us. Taurus likes to ignore the bad. And Scorpio can sometimes just overly identify and overly accept the bad. But they both want to be able to have that balance so that they can become, again, empowered individuals. It's just that they just end up doing it in different ways. Taurus likes to believe that they can only live in the light. Scorpio likes to believe that they can only live in the dark. And it's actually interesting too with Taurus because when it comes to Greek mythology, um, Hephaestus, I can never pronounce his name. I'm sorry. Hephaestus, which is Aphrodite's husband, is actually a representation of Taurus. He was this ugly, that's so sad, ugly and crippled man. Well, not man, God, who was married to the most beautiful goddess. She's the god, literally the goddess of beauty and fertility. So everybody's really confused by that. <laughs> I'm not. But despite all of these physical limitations that he may have had, he was a gifted craftsman. He was actually known as like the divine what was the word? Oh, like the divine. He was a divine metal worker is what he was known as. That's because he made all of the gods tools. He made Zeus's like thunderbolt, Athena's shield, Hermes's, Hermes wings, Hades invisibility cloak. He made them all. And he essentially made the gods even more invincible through his tools and that's the whole idea of Taurus as well, is that when they become balanced individuals, they have to actually find out what it is that they want to do in life. They have the ability to create something of substance. Because again, they have that true grit. And the ability to do anything, regardless of what people think of them. Because they're so connected with their five senses. And they know how to be connected to the earth, to their bodies. And again, the present moment, right? It's when Taurus is really in tune with themselves. That they can create things that, again, would last lifetimes. And that's actually the beauty of a lot of earth signs. They're here to create things of substance. They simply have to sit down with themselves and figure out what it is that they value. And that's what Taurus is here to do. Taurus has to maybe sometimes let go 
of simply just experiencing just the sensual pleasures and figuring what it is that they want to value in life and go about it. And Scorpio has to surrender to the dark, but in a way, also the light, and realize that by venturing out into the dark, can they finally appreciate the light? And so that's all I have for these two signs. These two, in, <laughs> these two equally intense signs, even though I know like nobody likes to associate intensity on any other sign except for Scorpio. They both are intense because both of them are trying to master the animal impulses that they have within but again, the way that they do it is very different. But I think that that just makes them very intense. I met very scary Tauruses, Taurians. And if, in fact, I actually found them a lot scarier than Scorpions. Because have you ever seen a, a Taurus angry? You never anger the bull. Ever. I have a couple of Tauruses in my life. Super, super, super chilled. My cousin's super chilled. She's super lovely. I've only seen her twice angry in my entire life. And she's like 30-something. She is a tiny little skinny little, little petite woman. It took four of us to hold her down when she was angry. It is terrifying. And she, <laughs> she was jumping somebody twice her size. It was terrifying to witness. But also really awesome. It's, it's pretty cool. I really like it. <laughs> I love watching people angry. But yeah, I would actually argue that there's, they're even scarier than Scorpios. Scorpios known to be, you know, I, I am darkness, I am death, blah, blah, blah. They do it so often that you're like, okay, okay. Now you, now you just look like a little muffin to me. Chill. <laughs> it's like Wednesday, you know? If you've watched, what, like, the Addams Family. Wednesday's always so scary, but you're like, oh, shush you, little cutie. <laughs> but yeah, they're both very intense signs. I'll give it that. So I hope I actually was able to clarify Taurus and Scorpio in a nutshell and actually did them justice in my explanation and in my interpretation. And so again, if you want more insight into where I got these stories from, I didn't want to go through all of them because, again, then it takes away from my own interpretation and understanding. And I want to be able to simplify it as much as possible and be able to make the content that I that is available for these two signs be a little bit more accessible and be used in your everyday life, really. And so you can actually go to Jessica Davidson's website. Again, she's got all of the origin stories. And she looks at different, actually, different areas in the world. Like, she'll look at Egypt. She'll look at, like, Eastern side, like, in, like, Eastern Asian origins, if there are any. Like, she goes very in-depth. Liz Green's Astrology of Fate is a really good book as well. Anything by Astrology Membership Place as well. And that is only if you want more insight. But regardless, that is all that I have for today. Until next time, thank you again for listening. Bye-bye.